Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Welcome back, Movement Church. Again, I want to say thank you for tuning in with us this morning from wherever you are. Uh, Maybe you're in a car somewhere. Probably not because you're not supposed to be. Maybe you're in your living room. But I just want to challenge you to lean in with everything you've got. I think God wants to say something pretty awesome and miraculous to us today. In fact, there's a lot of us who are feeling overwhelmed with all the uncertainties looming and swirling around us. And I know that that can feel just so challenging, but today I wanna encourage you with some scripture, with with really God's heart towards you. And and, and what I wanna talk about is, I wanna unpack a story found in the Old Testament in the book of Exodus, where we see a people group known as the Hebrews who are in slavery, and they've been in slavery for four centuries. And we begin to see this hero emerge, and I think that you and I can find that we kind of really fit the mold of this hero today. Look at what it says in Exodus chapter 2, verse 23 through 25. It says this, During those many days the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery, and they cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered His covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. What I love about this is it says that God remembered His promises, and what I think is important for you to know is that Scripture is illustrating the heart of God towards us, not the fact that God is forgetful. The only thing that God can forget is our sin. In fact, we read that in the Scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. It says, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. So the only thing that God forgets is our sin, but He doesn't forget anything else. So the scripture isn't telling us that he forgot his promises. It's saying that he remembered them, that they were never far from him. The Bible says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. So that's hard for us to understand sometimes. And that's because you and I, we live in time, like right here in this moment. We live linearly. We live in the concept and the construct of time, but God, He supersedes it. He's above time. He's beyond time. So listen, the moment that God spoke His promises to Him, in that moment, it's the same moment that you and I are living right now. You and I have a hard time with this because we we are so bound by time. We regret the past. We stress about today and we worry about tomorrow. But that's not how God operates. God redeemed our past. He is right here in our present. He's in the present with you right now. But He also holds your future. Like it is the same to Him as our present is right now. He is holding our future. And I want to encourage you with that before we go any further. And before I even dive into the message today, I want to pray for us. And I want to pray that God would lean in in the way that only He can into your home, right where you're at, in the midst of everything going on around you. And and that He'd be so real that you'd feel and experience Him in a powerful way. As you sit there in your home, hopefully with some coffee, I want to challenge you to lean in 
to all that God can do. Let's pray. Would you bow your heads right where you're at and, and close your eyes? God, we just thank you that right now you care about every aspect, every nuance, everything that we're going through, every challenge that we face, every problem that we're up against. But God, you don't just sit there and look at the problems. God, you hold our future. So right now we look to you. We lean into you. We get hope from you. So God, I just thank you that you're up to something big. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, listen, I just got to tell you too, if you hear some chimes outside or if my dog comes barking or if you hear my kids, it's because they're here too. So I just want you to know, I'm in the home studio. This is as raw and as real as it gets, but let's dive back into the story. We find these Hebrews who are in slavery and they've been in slavery for 400 years. And as anyone would in slavery, they're crying out for God. They're crying out for hope. They're crying out for salvation. And we find our hero who's avoiding and ignoring and dismissing the pain of these people. And I want to encourage you that even in these times, that hiding only hinders. Let me say that again. Hiding only hinders. If you're taking notes, I'd encourage you to jot that down. Listen, I'm not telling you to leave your home. I'm not telling you to ignore social distancing. I'm not telling you to disregard the rules put in place by the state of California and our government. But what I am telling you is that if we hide from God's purpose and potential, it hinders the move of God that He has a desire to sweep across this nation. So let's catch back up with Moses, our unsuspecting hero in Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. It says this, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness, and he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush, he looked and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. Now remember, where we left the story off, God heard the cries of His people and He knew, which means He is working a plan. But you also need to remember that Moses was a Hebrew. And in fact, if you read through the story of the life of Moses, he was born into slavery, but discovered by the Pharaoh's sister. and then raised within the palace. So here Moses, a Hebrew, raised in the palace for 40 years. He saw and he knew the pain of the people too. And for a moment, he tried to do something about it. He tried to stand up, but things went crazy and they kicked him out of Egypt. And then now we find him in the desert, ignoring the pain of his people for 40 years. He's just living life bringing home the bacon, trying to survive. And I think that's an important point, trying to survive. Meanwhile, the people that he is a part of, the Hebrew, they, they're growing up in the midst of slavery and desperate for freedom. Now, I just want to pause here and tell you, if we hide out, if we try to avoid the fullness of what God wants to do, then it hinders what God can and will do. So here's my challenge to you. I want to challenge you, social distance. Make sure you're socially distancing from people, but don't hide from people and relationships. We no longer have the escapable luxury of casual interaction. It now requires intentionality. Why? Because we're not bumping into people at the office or at church or in grocery stores. And so it requires intentionality, like 
phone calls and FaceTime and conversations that go beyond weather and COVID stats. And you might face some uncertainty with work, but listen, don't hide from the potential within you. Don't hide from the potential within you. Just because things are shaky at work doesn't mean you have to disregard the potential on the inside. I want to remind you, your day job does not determine your destiny. And listen, circumstances may impact your pocketbook, but don't hide from purpose. Don't hide from the purpose of God that's on your life. These are trying times, there's no doubt about it, but it is not the end of the world. What, what is God brewing inside of you right now? What's God stirring on the inside of you? I'm not talking about fear. Remember, fear is not from God, but what's God trying to stir up within you? Remember, necessity is the mother of all invention. And here's what I honestly believe. I believe that God is giving you business ideas right now. I believe that God's giving you creative approaches to doing your business more effectively in light of the circumstances. So don't just roll over and die. You might be hard pressed from every side, but you're not finished yet. God is still up to something big, so stop hiding out. Hiding only hinders you from what God is trying to do. I believe that God still has a plan for you, for your city, for this nation, and I believe you're part of the plan. I believe that with all that I am, you are part of God's plan for your city and your nation right now. God had a plan for the Hebrews, and Moses was a part of it. But God had to call him out of hiding first. Here we find Moses living as a shepherd for 40 years. He sees this burning bush and he knows that God is speaking to him. And, and the reason is because God saw the pain of his people and now he's going to get back to his promise. He sees the pain that his people are walking through, but he says, man, I made a promise and I'm going to fulfill my promise. So Moses has this encounter with God, this burning bush experience. And, and God calls Moses to deliver the Hebrews from the tyranny of Egypt. And this is a tall order. Here Moses is trying to hide out, just be a shepherd in the wilderness, just overwhelmed with probably fear and insecurity and, and feeling like he's just not quite enough. But God says, no, no, no. I've got a call and a purpose and a destiny on your life. And the call in your life is to bring freedom to my people. So we catch back up with the story in Exodus chapter four. God and Moses are having this conversation and God is saying, Moses, I've called you. And in verse one, he says, the Bible says, then Moses answered, but behold, they will not believe me or listen to my voice for they will say, the Lord did not appear to you. And the Lord said to him, What's in your hand? And Moses said, a staff. And the Lord said, throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses ran from it. But the Lord said to Moses, put your hand and catch it by the tail. So he put out his hand and he caught it. And it became a staff in his hand again, that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abram, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Here we find Moses facing this great challenge, this great problem. And God said, what's in your hand? He said, what you have is enough. And I think that's God's heart for us today. No matter the circumstances around, God is not taken aback by COVID-19. 
I believe God has a plan for us still today. I believe that God has equipped you, listen to me, for this moment in history. It is not by accident that you and I were born for this moment in history. And I believe God created us to be the solution. Never, I, 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 here's my concern. My concern is that if we just merely circle the wagons and hunker down and try to survive, we'll miss what God wants us to do. And that's our temptation. Just make sure we lean in and take care of mine and, and whatever it's going to, how do I survive? And I don't think that that's God's heart and intention for us. Again, I'm not saying to ignore the laws of the land. I'm just talking about perspective, attitude in our heart. You might feel like Moses. Like, how, how can I do this? What, how is this even possible? What, they're not going to listen to this. What, what role can I play? But you need to know that you are equipped for everything. Let me say that again. You are equipped for everything. And that might seem verbose. It might seem too grand, but you are equipped for everything. Psalm 18, 39 says, For you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. I love that you have equipped me with strength for the battle. You are equipped for everything. Listen to me. You can still encourage people. You can still dream. Even if you have to work from home, homeschooling your kids with no more toilet paper, and you can't go outside, you can still dream. You don't have to shut off the creativity. You can still create. You can still stay determined. You can innovate. You can still help the hurting. You can, listen to me, you can lead your family. You don't have to slink into the corners and the shadows of your home. You can lead your family. This is the time when leaders are forged and you can still choose joy. You are equipped for everything. Our external circumstances cannot change what is on the inside unless we give it the power to do so. So stop focusing on what you don't have. Stop focusing on the problem. Stop focusing on the crisis. Stop focusing on the what ifs and how bad it will get. And just know that God didn't create you to simply survive. He created you to thrive. He created you to thrive, even in the midst of crisis. We read this in John 10, 10. It says, the thief, Satan, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have life and life more abundantly. He didn't say life more abundantly unless the coronavirus has you on lockdown. Life more abundantly unless they tell you to shelter in place. Life more abundantly unless you lost your job. Life more abundantly unless you got a pay cut. No, he said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. That's God's heart for you. He's equipped you for everything, even in the midst of these circumstances. Second Peter 1, 3, one of my favorite scriptures says, everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by His divine power. Everything that you need for life and godliness has been deposited in you by His divine power. He's equipped you for everything. So God calls Moses, and as you can imagine, Moses freaked out. How is this possible? They're not going to listen to me. And God said, I'm with you, and I've equipped you for everything. What's in your hand? I've equipped you for everything. But I want to leave you with my last and final point moves 
make miracles. Turn to somebody in your house and say, moves make miracles. And turn to your second choice or text a friend and say, moves make miracles. So Moses now has got this message from God. He's got a word from God. He realizes that the staff in his hand literally is a tool that God has created him to use to bring freedom to the nations. And he goes to the king of Egypt, who's the Pharaoh, and he gives them the message of God from God. And he throws the staff on the ground and the, the staff turns into a snake and it's crazy. And there's all kinds of things that begin to happen. But stubborn, Pharaoh is stubborn, just like your spouse is. Pharaoh is stubborn and and he says, no, I don't care what you say. I don't care who you think your God is. I ain't going to listen to you. This slave labor is working. I'm building pyramids. My kingdom is expanding. No. So Moses leaves and he comes back. Moses was moving and making steps and taking action to see God do something amazing. And this interaction starts to take place. Moses is talking to Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, no, God sends a plague. Moses leaves. He comes back and Pharaoh is like, no, God sends a plague. This goes back and forth and back and forth until finally, finally, the last plague ends everything and Pharaoh throws in the towel and he gives up. But this is what happened. Moses actually had to move. He couldn't stay in the wilderness at the burning bush experience, simply holding the staff, believing that God is good and faithful. He had to do something. He had to do something. Look at me in the eyes, through the camera, through the phone, wherever it is on your television, your computer screen, look at me in the eyes. And I want to just tell you, I believe the greatest plan and plot and ploy of the enemy is to keep you isolated and to make you think you cannot do anything. You have no power. It is not up to you. And I just want to tell you right now that God is for you. He's up to something big and he's going to do the miraculous, but you're going to have to make some moves. I want to encourage you. You're going to have to make some moves. Pharaoh couldn't stand in the way of the divine hand of God or a believer full of faith. Let me say that again. Pharaoh could not stand in the way of the divine hand of God and a believer full of faith. Let me say that one more time. The enemy that's against us cannot stop the divine hand of God, nor a believer full of faith. And I believe in these moments, in this season, the enemy is doing everything to strip the believer of our faith. And that's not God's heart for you. In Exodus 12, we see the culmination of the story kind of come to fruition in verse 31 and 32. The Bible says, Then he, Pharaoh, summoned Moses and Aaron by night, and he said, You go out from among my people, both you and the people of Israel. You go, serve the Lord as you have said, take your flocks and your herds as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. He was overwhelmed and overridden by who God was, and he said, just get out of here. You may not be able to leave your home, and, and we may have to be keep six feet from the people in our world, but you can still impact your world. We may have to stay separated by social distancing, but look at me, you can still impact your world. So look, don't hide out. You are equipped. So stop hiding out in the shelter of your mind and realize that God has called you for something greater. There's a time in history where the church had this significant impact on culture. And, 
And what's sad is that this significant impact actually took place in the first century. And so going all the way back to the first generation of Christians, and what's interesting about this is they had a major impact in the cultural norms of their society that came on the heels of, of a time when it was illegal to be a Christian. In fact, when they were in Rome, there were provinces in Rome where you could literally kill a Christian on the street at whim. And they spent, Christians spent so much of their time in hiding and they, they couldn't pass laws, they couldn't protest anything, they didn't have money, they didn't have influence. And, and they were sitting there going, wait a minute, we're the light of the world, the salt of the earth, how are we going to impact change? And they began to realize if we want to impact our culture, we're gonna have to change our behavior which is why so many of the New Testament books are written about how we behave and interact with people. And it's, it's one of the reasons Paul spent so much time talking to the church about how we treat those that are fellow believers and those that are unbelievers. And, and so they begin to make shifts. And what's interesting is in the culture that they live in, the Romans were famous for panicking and for being terrified. They were famous for it. They were known for it. And then in ancient Rome, the plague hits. They would bolt out of town as fast as they could. In fact, there's documented stories of Romans packing up everything and leaving town because, because of the plague. And then a, a grandmother or a grandfather in the back of the wagon would cough and they'd throw them in the ditch and leave them there to die. They were terrified. But these faith-filled Christians, they would race to the heart of the plague and they began to help those that were hurting and sick and in desperate need. And it blew the minds of the Romans. In fact, one emperor wrote to his friends and, and he wrote about his frustrations with the cowardice of the Romans, but he was marveled at the Christians in their bravery. You see, their behavior forced the Roman Empire to rethink who these Christians were and who is this God that they talk about. Historians point to this time in the church, to the, this, this type of behavior, the shift that took place as a catalyst for Christianity that thrust it onto the world scene and made Christianity a dominant faith source in our world. And it all took place because of their behavior in the midst of a plague. And I just wonder if maybe God is looking for some believers who in the time when the world is going crazy and consumed with fear and dominated by the what ifs and the unknown, I just wonder if God is looking for some heroes in this story, just like you, who can step up and be the person that you were created to be. Here's the encouragement for you today. You are the Moses in this story. You're the hero. And I believe that God's going, oh, I created you for this moment in history. I knew what would take place. I knew what you'd be up against. I knew how the world would respond. And, and I, I, I took time to create and to mold you with every nuance and characteristic and giftings that you have, knowing that you also are imperfect, but realizing that my grace is sufficient and I've hand placed you in this moment in history for such a time as this. Because if you will un only understand and get the fact that I have equipped you for everything, that if you hide out, it'll hinder me from doing what I want to do. But if you realize, if you just make a move, I will do the miraculous. I think that's God's heart 
for you and for me today to realize that we still have a part to play. You are the Moses in this story. And maybe you're like Moses thinking, man, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. And I'm overwhelmed by all the things that we can't do in this time and social distancing and where I should drive and who is an essential worker and why is my job? I mean, it's overwhelming. And if you don't know where to start, can I help you? Let, let me help you. It's why we exist as a church. I believe you can impact your city from the safety of your home right where you're seated right now. I believe you can impact your city. Not the person next to you, not the person who told you about this live stream, but you. I believe you can impact your city. And here's what I would ask. Why don't you join me? I'm a part of a group of people, an army who's saying we're not going to hide out and hinder God. We are not perfect, but we realize that God has equipped us for this moment. Why don't you join this army? Why don't you help us impact the city that we live in right here, right now, in a way that will cause the world to stop and wonder, how is this possible and who is this God? I believe if we'll unite right now, we can do just that. In fact, if you're not sure where to start, we'll help you. Here's a practical. Your host is gonna drop a link right there, right now. Click the link, follow the prompts, join the army, and from the comfort and safety of your home, let's make a difference that the world and the history books will never, ever forget. Don't hide out in the shadows. Don't wait for someone else. Don't worry about whether or not you know exactly what to do, but remember you are equipped for this. But if we don't do something, if we don't move, then I believe people will miss out on the miraculous. So click the link and join us today. And I know that for you today, God is doing something special, something unique. I know that God's awakening some things inside of you, some dreams, some creativity, some ideas, but I also know He's awakening purpose within you, that you're realizing right now in this moment that you can't hide out anymore, that you've been equipped, but you've got to make a move. And I just pray and hope that today is a day you'll actually do something about it. This is our greatest hour. But I also know that there's some people watching right now who need to begin the journey with Jesus. You just need to say yes to Him, to start with Him. I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm not talking about uh, getting everything right in your past, but just simply saying yes to Him. And if you're watching and you've never made that decision, don't let today pass by without doing just that. And if you're watching today, and you've been running from God. Maybe you, you made a decision like that, but you've been running from Him. Today's your day to come running back. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pray a prayer, and I wanna just challenge you to make my prayer your own. Repeat it after me, maybe in a small whisper, or maybe the quietness of your heart. But make this prayer your own, and, and begin the journey with Jesus today for the first time, or the first time in a long time. Why don't you bow your heads, and close your eyes, and repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Dear God, I know that you love me, that you've given me purpose. You didn't create me to hide out, but you created me to see and to be a part of the miraculous. Now, I'm not perfect, God. Would you forgive me? And now make this statement your own. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Please email us at info at 
And if you were not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Please send us an email at info at theocmovement.com. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.